Welcome to the Urban Farming Podcast. My name is Chris Light. I've been urban farming for about two years now, and, and we really here to get the notion of urban farming as a potential solution to uh, food security on track. So please hit the subscribe button, like us on Facebook, uh, and to send us what you would like to know and understand better about urban farming. Hello, it's uh, Chris Light here, and uh, again, I've got Rikalise Reineke with me. Uh, Rikalise is uh, one of the leading figures in the aquaponic uh, um, environment in South Africa. Uh, she started her own fish farm at the age of 12 and is now a matriculant in uh, uh, Afrikaans Weermaisi School in, in Pretoria. Um, Rika Lees, welcome. Thank you. Um, I'd like to start today with um, your achievement uh, this year, <laughs> uh, receiving the gold prize at the Tunisia um, International Science Fair. Congratulations, yeah, that's, that's magnificent. What, what did you present then? Um, it was basically the modular aquaponics system, but in nicer words, I would rather explain it as a, a modular ecosystem um, for food sustainability or sustainability in communities. Um, so it, it was basically um, just the, the business concept of how it would be implemented in communities, how easy is it to sustain um what can you expect as challenges and how should you work to get these challenges to a way that it can just benefit the community um by growing the system producing vegetables and etc well let's let's dive into that a little bit deeper but uh, first of all just maybe if if you haven't uh, listened to last week's episode um aquaponics Let's just redefine aquaponics for the listener. Aquaponics is basically basically the technique where you use fish, plants, and water in one system, um, where the fish's excrete is fertilizer for the plants. Um, the plants absorb that nutrients and at the same time clean the water. So it's a constant, constantly recirculating system where the one benefits the other, and they can't live without each other. Um, so with this, you can basically say in the most easiest words, it's fish, plants, and water in one system. Symbiotic. Absolutely. Yeah, symbiotic. Yeah, yeah, wow. All right, and, and and it seems to me that that your focus on on this year's science fair, on international science fair, was specifically how communities can benefit mm-hmm. from that. What what is the 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 benefits? I mean, I can think of a couple, but what 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 did your research say? So um, the research w- was done in um, South Africa, but um, if I can use an example for further in Africa, um, we have communities where there's no electricity and water is scarce. For, mm. exa- for example, it, there's not taps where you open the tap and the water comes out. Mm. So the people need to walk to a river or dam, mm. which has water, but that distance makes it difficult. Mm. Um, so people need to work with buckets to get water, and the buckets is used for cooking purposes, washing clothes, drinking, and so. Um, 
so some of the water will be used to tend to a garden. Yeah. But if you only have 20 liters of water that day and you had to walk five times to the river to get that water, yeah. you're not going to use that 20 liters on a garden. You will rather use that to cook and to clean and yeah. to drink and to sow. So our focus was to develop a system where it's easily enough, easy in such a way that the person doesn't need a very um, high level of education. Uh, maintainable and modular for people in communities to sustain themselves. Mm. So with that, water needs to be reused. And also um, high-quality vegetables needs to be grown out of the system. So that's where this modular aquaponic system comes in, which is called the LAPI system, mm. um, which is a small system. It can sustain a family. Um, as also men- mentioned in last week's um, episode, um, it's it's easily enough to to manage so with this um we went into depths of um what is needed in the daily nutrients of a family all those small calculations we've done and to see if communities actually are willing to do it so if we go into a project if i mention a project that we're doing now in south africa and with the flemish government um People are buying into this, but not like our research has has shown. So in Africa, people were quite keen about this idea. They said, yes, let's do it. And specifically at schools, the response of the children were bigger. Now, this we've done in um, the Congo, in a small town called Kapushki, or some people pronounce it Kapushka. Mm. I don't know. Um but almost sounds Russian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we've seen this response from the people in that community. Mm. Now, um, in South Africa, we've done another uh, survey with um, also the Lapi system, and it was um, elderly that grew vegetables from the system, mm. and they made a, a gathering point where they brought the system or the the vegetables to a center point, and they sold that. So mm. that was our main. Um, research gathering that we've done um, that were used in the expose, um, can I say, research and information and so. Um, so yeah, that's basically that I can say about that. Um, it, it was very interesting to see all the different things getting together, um, forming part of each other and so, yeah. I want to ask a couple of questions on on that, but maybe also just so that the listeners know who's talking to them. Um, Rick Elise, I mean, it's 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 wonderful to see a young person, you know, really excelling on 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 scientific basis. You know, let's put it this way: with your science fair going internationally. But um, tell us a little bit more about. Rickelies, you know, last uh, last episode, <laughs> last week, you you told us that your passion for fish farming basically started at at a, you had your first farm up and running at the age of twelve, um, and and you've learned so much and actually contributed uh, so much um, over the last uh, five six years. Point is, uh, where where are you heading to as a as a person? What are you going to do once you're done with school next year? So the the fish home is not going to go anywhere. Okay. Um, there is a few adjust, adjustments I want to make in the next coming year, um, starting to get the production up and running as as it was, um, and try to to spread it out to ha- get people helping me 
or more staff that can help manage this is the whole facility or the business because it just grew so big. I can't do anything by myself anymore. Mm. Um, and then further, I need to go and study. Well, I want to go and study. So I would definitely um, like to go study marine biology at UCT. Um, and with that, you can also do oceanography and, as a double major as my okay. research has, has shown. <laughs> um, so uh, that is my first option. Okay. Uh, my second option is ichthyology at Rhodes University. Okay. So it's definitely in the fish field. field yeah. Rhodes, um, Rhodes have always been the aquaculture sort <laughs> of uh, bastion in South yeah. Africa. So I'm guess, always yeah. going to stay in the fish industry because that is my passion mm. and I strongly believe that if you're doing something that is your passion, mm. you won't ever feel like working because you're just loving your work so mm. much. No, no. Um, so, yes, it's, it's some, sometimes I'm a bit excited about the future and other times I'm a bit scared because I want to do so much stuff, I don't know where I'm going to start. Mm. But firstly, I'm first going to focus on school. Um, that That comes first. Um, sometimes it makes my father quite mad because I need to remind him I'm still in school. I need to focus <laughs> there. Um, and after I've done all the studies and so I will rather get full time more involved in the, the business aspect or farming or marine environment. Who knows? Maybe I start a, a aquaculture farm in the ocean or so yeah, or near the ocean. Yeah. 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 No, well. Uh, well, uh, just Rikulis, from my side, best of luck, and I'm I'm very confident <laughs> that uh, whatever direction you're gonna take, uh, just keep doing the good things you're doing. Mm, um, but let's let's go back to to this uh, um, international science fair, uh, um, in which you you got the gold uh, medal. Um, and 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 as I understand, I don't know if it was out of that project or whether the Flemish uh, uh, sponsorship uh, uh, is 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 the, a different thing. But 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 tell us a bit. All right. So so in essence, as I understand from you, you're um, you're now rolling out these LAPI systems in in Deep Slot Suweto. Yeah. So um, with the Expo and everything coming together. Um, our survey was first done last year until June or so. Then we entered for the government, the government of founders, um, project. And then, um, at the end of last year, I competed in North Halting, um, Science Expo and then it went through to the different stages. Um, so at the time that I went competing in Tunisia, we already knew that we had the, um, the, the, the project running okay. and we had all yeah. our, we started getting our plans in place and so. So our main, well, our goal with the project is to roll out systems and to train the community to get something new in their lives, in their lifestyles, but also to become self-sustainable. So we're currently still in the phase where we're um, getting the community involved and training the people so it's still in its very early stages mm. um but quite this far it, it it went good the questions we've received from the community it was quite astonishing i was like wow now what what type of questions yeah did they so um the first time we 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 had like a the, it was the um the marketing students of tvet um, and they came in 
and we had a small description of what aquaponics was and just to see their faces lit up to realize that there's um, plants growing without soil mm. that was quite interesting mm. to see but afterwards they went into the um, tunnel and they saw the system firsthand and they could actually see wow okay so this is how it works and then they started asking questions like but um, can't you plant this type of plants and this type of plants and um, it was still very basic everything going to the system and how it should be um, controlled and managed but it, it was it was interesting yeah yes well and and um right in in the communities now now what what type of challenges do you do you get i mean how's the project going what what's your feedback so on that? definitely one of our biggest challenges is management um and gathering data for for research purposes mm. so our management is currently we have three great ladies that's um our field managers um and they are they are all hands on deck um they do, they've done their research they have done all the training so i can say they know everything <laughs> oh, wonderful. Nice. um but the community um for instance they there's a school just next to the um to the to the place where the tunnels is placed and by accident it happened that the children were smoking oh, yeah. and the smoke the cigarettes was just flicked onto the grass and the grass caught fire so for instance the tunnel plastic started to melt and stuff like that so we can say it's in the community the normal struggles is still there um there hasn't been a case where somebody came in and stole our pump or so but that is also a challenge that we need to keep in mind um but definitely the management part and the training um i know with the ladies we had to walk a very long long path um to get them to a way that they can feel confident in transferring their knowledge to the community mm. members um or students or whoever so that was that was definitely our our two biggest challenges that we are still facing but that mm. we also faced yeah oh, great and 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 is the community appreciative of of the work you're doing there? Do they get the benefits? Do they get? Some I of think the fish? at this current stage, it's still we only have about rolled out in our training phase about four systems okay. at this specific yes, area. So now, not yet, because they're not getting anything out of it. Mm. But the moment we've rolled out all fifty systems. Mm. I think the the perception will be much different. And and the people that's now involved, I mean, they they're going to become the future aquaponics experts in, in our country. Very true. That that is that's awesome. You know. uh, I think yeah, it's important to to understand the risk factors. You know, I, I've um, uh, uh, I started a aquaponics plant in a container in an industrial area, uh, which is quite a high crime area and I deliberately decided to have the fish inside the container so that the pumps and things can be can be safe uh, but then we constructed the greenhouse over the over the container and um, 
the first weekend when I was at all the steel for the the, the greenhouse construction uh, inside the container, somebody broke into the container and stole all the <laughs> all the steel. So, so, um, but you know, in that example, um, once we got going, and once this sort of let's call it criminal element, um, start realizing, oh, but these guys are growing food and, you know, it's probably good for the community and so on, you know, our, our risk has actually gone mm. gone down, you mm. know. And also because it's now a farming setup um, and you, you're constantly there and monitoring, uh, the vigilance with regards to a potential crime, seeing out a criminal is just, just much higher you know so mm. and i think you've probably got many examples of how getting involved in community projects actually brings down uh criminal statistics definitely i can i can see that it works hand on hand even i know in some cases there's community centers and with that you can arrange that the the, the children in the community come work there throughout the school holidays and in such way they can also stay out of trouble mm. yeah well congratulations and i uh hope they're gonna write a nice nice story around this <laughs> research i really think it's a stunning project to be involved in and and was it difficult to get the donor funding well from a perspective of south africa's support in in getting projects like this up and running in South Africa, we struggled a lot. We, we we got to a point that we just said we're not even going to try anymore. Um, but with the Flemish government, we entered and um, with our students working on the facility, uh, purely because our facility is a living lab, so mm. uh, research is being done there. They, so, sorry, can I interrupt you? So, so you've got students coming from everywhere around the world to come and work at your facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually brought the the propose, proposal up to to the table, and okay. we said, "Well, let's do it." The the worst thing that can happen is they say no. So yeah. let's try. Um, and actually, we got it, and we were very very surprised <laughs> so that's why that's how we started the whole project um all the different phases and so yeah yes well you know i think that's that's such an important lesson for aspiring urban farmers is that you know open up your facility for for learners i mean this is a this is a wonderful example of where uh people that that came to get knowledge <laughs> just brings that additional exposure mm. and and you know we, we we as humans learn from each other that's that's that's, that's the best way of learning and, and 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 essentially the fact that it's donor funded from an international funder um it brings it, 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 there's no 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 cost layout cost for 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 the 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 urban farmer that you're training no nothing yeah. so and we also get basically paid to train the person. So yeah. the person that's been trained actually has such a big um, step ahead of the normal person that needs mm. to buy a system, mm. pay for the training, pay for all the trial and errors. So for me, if I've been placed in a community like that, I would be quite quite privileged. Mm, mm, mm. No, I, I can imagine and, and I, I hope that 
some of your students is listening <laughs> and, uh, and 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 realizing how how important it is that uh, you know the, the the fact that it's 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 been donated to you by an international organization um there's a bit of a responsibility that goes with that uh, you, you know we we can't drop the ball there mm-hmm. and it's it's actually lovely to to know that um uh, there's an interest, and, and maybe if I can ask you that question, I mean, since, since you do have some international exposure, uh, do, do the developed countries um, see aquaponics as a potential of one of the solutions for the developing world? Well, I haven't been into one of those countries to see see aquaponic systems firsthand okay. but i can say that there's been a lady um from norway mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken that attended a course mm-hmm. and her father is farming with um perch mm-hmm. and they wanted to switch over to aquaponics because it's the new trending way mm-hmm. so i think that that concludes well enough that there is a lot of potential in um, developed countries for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, I believe that this is a, a farming technique of the future. Um, even if you can do it in a small scale, you can still produce a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you look into countries like that, they don't have enough, or well, they don't have the vast treasures mm-hmm. of land as mm-hmm. we do. So definitely, they do it like that because otherwise, where are they going to get their vegetables and so from? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 uh, I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes, but it's worth mentioning again. I mean, I, I was absolutely astonished uh, two years ago when I read for the, that that uh, the Netherlands have now surpassed China and is the second biggest food exporter in the world. Wow! So, I mean, it's America <laughs> yeah. and then Netherlands. I mean, this is quite impressive. You yeah. know, so I think that that is. That's important that, you know, maybe a lot of the development uh, is coming from water-rich but space-poor environments where we have, uh, let's say, space-rich but Mm -hmm. water-poor. But having said that, again, you know, I just think there's there's anybody listening to this, you know, what what Rekulis is doing is just teaching people that don't matter where your site is i mean that it can be on the top of a building it can be down in a basement it can be in a in a in a impoverished township or affluent suburb or uh, wherever there is a solution to actually be self-sustaining uh, and 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 farm in a sustainable fashion um some of the other learnings perhaps that that uh, that that will influence your your work that you're doing with with aquaponics that that's coming out of the study specifically is there well <laughs> i think aquaponics has quite a big potential of of what you can learn from it mm. it's not specifically just the the farming the physical farming planting new crops harvesting the crops but the aspect of the the technology that can be combined with it um, for instance, we use the Fishify app, but mm. um, by optimizing space, controlling climate, um, using cameras to see what is happening in your system, um, stuff like that contributes to that 
technology is also used and i think that is quite the area that we're currently moving in that technology is so part of our lives that we can't live without it and even now we use it to grow our vegetables now it doesn't make our vegetables less organic or less healthy it actually just makes helps the fact that we can get better um, yields better growth or etc so aquaponics again is there's so big field and it has so much potential that it's it's again sky's mm, the limit with that absolutely. yeah absolutely can we talk a little bit more about fishify now i understand that uh, it's been developed by uh, learners from from belgium campus yeah yeah um because belgium campus is a partner in the the project with the flemish government okay um they they worked together we decided that we need a monitoring system to monitor monitor the slappy systems um in the communities mm. we can't just place the system on somebody else's account money mm. um and it doesn't work and the biggest thing is a lot of people says we need success stories we can't mm. just have another project and it just fails after a year the moment we step back and mm. say all right mm. you can do it by yourself now so that is how the fisher fire has been developed um again it gives guidelines of what to do if the water um, pH is too high, temperature and etc. It gives you monitoring access. Um, if you have the, the, the uh, electronic probes in your system, you can monitor the water quality directly from that. Um, you can even talk like messaging WhatsApp or okay. so through the app to your um, staff. So you have, you have quite if even if you're not on the facility, you will actually know what's going on mm. in the facility mm. the whole time. Oh, it's excellent. And, you know, I remember uh, Lindsay Thermosaison, which uh, sort of guided my thinking around, uh, and he's an aquaculture specialist. And um, But he always used to say, you know what, the most important thing is using your senses. Get mm. in there, sight, smell, yeah. <laughs> hearing. You, know, you can uh. hear the. <laughs> unfortunately, you can hear the pump break before it breaks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it, it it and does the fact that you know. So in other words, when when what I'm trying to say is, let's say you've got a number of urban farms that you're trying to manage. How do you um, does fishify? help to ensure that there is regular inspections mm -hmm. of the site is it okay. um with the app there's a function that you can um say that the the person managing the farm um if it's not been there if, it's, if the person hasn't entered data into the app for a specific time he will get an alert mm. or you will get an alert in a such way you will constantly know okay the person has been there and if he was there he had to put in data into the app and you can even go that far that you can see he wasn't um in the facility because the cameras doesn't show it or okay. so but the thing is it, this is just a system to make sure that the system is being managed and that you get the data it's not a checkup system it's not like that thing that you need to play like a policeman mm, 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 um mm, mm. The, and it's actually empowering the user you yeah, know? yeah yeah so it's not yeah that thing that it's playing policeman you need to be there mm. it's all this this rules it's rather just to get that action of being involved getting the person out there um and etc but 
also to create that initiative to actually do something to the system mm. if something was wrong or looks a little bit awful so and 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 you well i understand that if you acquire the the lapis system and and, and lapis I assume comes from Lapierre, yeah, which yeah, is definitely. Your, 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 your company that you founded. Um, and, and you can get that through, uh, Lapierre's aqua.co.za. Yeah. You can learn more about that. But part of the benefit is if you do buy the system through, through you, you, you get free access yeah. to, to this. The, the app is part. available on all platforms. Okay. Um, the free version is the, the Lapis ver- okay. version, if I can say like yeah. that. And then afterwards, a payable, the payable version is available, but that's more mm. for commercial systems. Right. With that, you can have all the different tanks set mm. up. You can put the amount of fish in your tanks, mm. how old are they, the average weight, all those kind of stuff that mm, commercial farmers would would like to use. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to head up to the app store for Fishify <laughs> today. So, um, Rika, let's, let's maybe talk to, well, where do you, two topics that I'd still like to cover is, is, well, where do you start if you want to get into aquaponics? Um, and, and then... Our next week's guest is a lady that's going to talk a little bit more about how do you sell. You know, once you've got a yield, uh, what do you do with it? Uh, And I guess a lot depends on do you just want to cultivate for yourself or do you actually want to make a business out of it? But but let's maybe let's just first start with where how what would you recommend somebody that's interested in aquaponics to to do? Um, and then I'd like to use your shop as an as an example. So um, f- to get involved in aquaponics, there's a lot of things available on the internet, um, a lot of YouTube videos, all of those things. But you can only learn the practical things, or let, let's say again, how to build a practical thing. Um, it doesn't teach you about all the the things behind the scene. So it's important for you to do your research thoroughly. Um, if it depends that you need to attend a course, please do it. It's, it's a bit costly, but the, the knowledge afterwards is, is, it's paying back the money. Can I maybe, sorry to interrupt you a bit, but, um, and, and I know the Aquaponics Association sort of verifies courses is, is, what, if I don't know where to start, is it, what um, would you, for instance, um, if you visit my website, yeah. all the courses that's been done by Leslie um, is published on the website. Okay. We work hand in hand in doing courses either in Pretoria or in Grahamstown. Yeah. Um, so that is available, but there's quite um, other people in the industry that's also doing courses. Okay. Um, so you can just Google it basically. <laughs> okay. right. um, so it's it's widely available. Yeah, mm. courses in South Africa is widely available um so further on the best thing is to to just start Mm -hmm. if you have all the knowledge just start um you're going to do some few times trial and error Mm -hmm. do something over maybe third time or fourth time but it's all right you you learn through that Mm -hmm. um so that is the biggest thing with this you need to just you just need to start Mm -hmm. the moment you start you're going to get into that groove and you're going to start um feeling getting that feeling of feeding the fish and mm, and producing mm, vegetables mm, and so mm. um yeah just start trial and error and you can and you start with something that. as simple as a barrel yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I, I, yeah, let's let's start. I, I think there's there's no better conclusion on that topic than <laughs> just do it. Um, now tell me, all right, now you've managed to, to get a yield and it's more than can satisfy your family's needs. What, what would you suggest going from there? Well, firstly, if you have a local market in your community, let's say there's a restaurant down the street, approach the restaurant, give them a feedback, what you can produce, this is what you're getting, um, this is the amount of produce you can produce, and there's some some people are in the way of supporting local farmers mm. so it's it's a quite a trending thing um so it, it can help mm. but even further on um we have an aquaponics shop called aquaponics direct so with this shop um we specifically try to sell all aquaponically produced produce mm. so that is vegetables fish as well as equipment so the equipment you can get online yeah. Nothing funny about that, but you can't buy a lettuce that's been grown out of an aquaponic system mm. online. Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay. So, um, we with the shop, we're trying to get the public out there to know what aquaponics is, just mm. to get the word out there, telling people, well, this is something that you can consider, keep in mind. Um, and the produce produced out of this is actually good. Mm-hmm. So that's the word we're getting out there. Um, now from my facility, we can produce enough for the shop, but because we also do some research, we can't always sell all the vegetables from the system. Mm-hmm. Um, so if a person has too much vegetables and it's good quality and etc., we are more than likely willingly to sell the lettuce or the, 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 the vegetables from the shop um, because we want to grow the industry in Mm. South Africa. Mm. It's not necessarily just commercial, even the hobbyist guys because they contribute to to the um, industry in South Africa. Yeah. Well, excellent. Yeah. Um, And uh, I visited your your shop. It's it's unique. It's (laughs) well-designed. I must compliment you there. But it's wonderful to walk in. Uh, and there's walk-in fridges, there's open fridges. It's it's a it's an experience. You can feel and taste and, mm-hmm. and and so on. There's also quite a bit of interactive material, some videos and stuff that you play. Um, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's if I can put it that way, you know, the listener must imagine both. I think a library, aquaponics library, <laughs> and a shop, because <laughs> it's extremely informative and uh, mm-hmm. and it's it's done out of two containers. Yeah, we we moved the facility a bit up the road now. Okay. So it's a permanent structure now. It's oh, not the wow. containers okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's literally just up the road. Um, it's still at a nursery called mm. the Red Tree Nursery. Okay. Um, and anybody will pass it and they will see this random tunnel standing in front yeah. of the shop. So then they know, well, this is aquaponics direct. <laughs> okay, great, great. Oh, well done with that. Vicalise, it was, again, a tremendous uh, honor to have you here. Thank you. Um, I, I, I really uh, think it's important also if parents listen to this podcast to, to spread the word that, you know, you don't have to, in my case, be 50 years old before you start <laughs> with this. You can actually start with this at, at school already. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it is, it, 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 it it's actually amazing that every year, you know, I'm now in a position where I, I offer internships, uh, you know, to, to young people. 
Um, but every year I get uh, a youngster wanting to do his school project on mm-hmm. aquaponics and coming on, and, and it's 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 heartwarming to see how the the industry is actually growing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very excited about the work that you're doing to to enhance urban farming as well as commercial fish farming. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Any parting words from your side? Um, I would just like to leave a message. Again, you're never too young to make a difference. If you feel that you're going to make a difference by writing a book or singing a song or even doing aquaponics or aquaculture, please don't hesitate. Just do it. Just do it. You're never too young or too <laughs> old. Just do it. True. Ricky thanks a lot. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is Chris Light signing out. Until next week, keep on farming. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, uh, click the link on Facebook where you can review us and tell us what content you'd like. We aim to bring you the very best in content. Thank you very much. This is Chris Late signing out. Until next time, keep farming.